important for me to understand that you're, first of all, Americans for Prosperity can be heard loud and clear here on Blink Radio because we make it all the way down to Palmetto Bay. All right. And you you failed to mention that you listened to me reading word for word Attorney General Barr's summary. You don't need to read it word for word. See, easy. Uh, he needs classic. I did that already on Sunday. All right, when so it, what do you want to do? What are the points that you took from it? I wanted. I wanted to. <laughs> what the, the, the obvious point. I wanted everybody to know that it was really flim flam of both of them, A.G. Bush original nomination, and Mueller, Mueller, however you yeah, want to Mueller. call him. I call him Mueller because it reminds me of the for a lot of little striker soccer player named Mueller. But anyway, uh, I think it was pretty obvious that they were leaving a narrative by saying he's not really exonerated, although we found no proof. Listen, a, a federal, That's pretty tacky. A federal prosecutor never exonerates everybody. He just doesn't bring charges. Right. It, it's not like you're uh, you know guilty until exonerated. You're 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 not guilty at all. Unless but that means it's that you don't have to write it. Well, that there's no baloney. charges. Period. Yeah, that's it. This, Believing this, he's not exonerated this either. This investigation was a fraud right from the beginning, and that's because we're dealing with fraudsters. The progressive movement is is the American version of socialism, and they don't care about anything except power. They don't respect the rule of law. They don't respect principle, and that's what we're dealing with. That's why I say we're in a cold civil war, a culture war, and uh, we just have to face up to it, not not pretend that we have anybody who's going to be paying any attention to the rules of law. And, uh, you know, he, this guy should not have been—Mueller uh, should not have been appointed in the first place. Well, guess who appointed them? A Republican Congress. Uh, no, no, it was appointed by Rosenstein. It was our idiot uh, Republican we, attorney general. We, we have to vote—the Congress <laughs> has to vote for a special prosecutor to even be called. And then it becomes— No, no, he was appointed by Rosenstein. The Rosenstein uh, actually appoints Mueller. Yeah. Rosenstein doesn't have authority to a, appoint a special counsel if the Congress says they will not fund the investigation. Okay, so they, but they, but these idiots did. They did. Right. A Republican Congress. A Republican Congress. A, a rhino Congress. They might have felt so upset. There you go. They about just, being beaten by someone from the outside. They were. That Trump perhaps he said, against, yeah, maybe he did use the Russian. Trump ran against the Republican establishment just as much as he ran against the Democrats. That's why he will not be going go down in history as the non-political, political presidency. Absolutely. No, he's a real he revolutionary. Came, he, he, uh, he really came in without a platform, and he really governed like a, a strong conservative. He's governed like as a conservative, right. But no, he, he, had, he had a platform in some sense. What Make America was his great. platform? Make America, Make America great. That is a catchphrase. That isn't a platform. America has always been a capitalist country with very uh, reasonable taxes, reasonable regulations, and You know for sure, and you and witnessed the debates judges. as I did. Yeah. In those debates, all he did was call people's names and won. He didn't Who? have an agenda. The Trumpster? He didn't have an idea. But he, was, he was calling them uh, right names, like uh, lying, you know, no, Crooked Hillary. Crooked Hillary, Lying Ted. You were getting ready to say Lying Ted. I'm, I won't accept that in this show. I never said. Well, we were you were, cru- you were, we were cruisers. cruisers. That's right how we consummated this marriage, right, That's Ed? That's how we, I was from the beginning. We were cruisers. In the beginning. So uh, who's Katrina Adam, who's Eve here? Katrina and I were cruisers from the minute we got to Notice Texas. Notice how he slipped in Katrina. In April. April 2012. He had to work on Katrina for a long time. No, she was the, born in Seattle or no, something. No, Oregon. No, Oregon, yeah. No, she was she was pretty concerned. But the first thing we did, we, we got uh, Why? Because she wouldn't let you cheat on her exam in, at the University of Chicago? We um, That's registered to vote. And 30 days later, we cast our first vote in the first round of the primary. And he You helped. were in Chicago? No, we were in uh, Houston. So you began your marriage in Houston? No, no. We, no, no, we, we began our support for Ted Cruz. Oh. Right after we got, um, I thought we were talking Houston. about in the beginning. Oh, that you, was a oh, theme you, of the we segment. Got married. We we met in uh, college at first first week orientation week, and it took us seven years to get married. So, well, that's because you don't blame her, <laughs> blame yourself because you know us Cubans do take it some time. Yeah, well, there we go. Not too many Cubans I know rush to the altar. Okay? Absolutely not. Yeah. We're you know it's not our fault that our parents were born in Cuba, but we were taught well. Take it easy. Let the courtship. <clears throat> String itself right. out, you know? In fact, my courtship was only two years, and look what happened to me. Well, you got to be you know, more careful. I got to be more careful. I got to make Ibiscane great again. Well, so who's going to be calling first? Uh, Eduardo Neret from Gainesville, Florida. And what's his Eddie problem? Eddie Neret. 
See, he's also an Eduardo. Right. Is he Edward or Eduardo? Eduardo. I want you guys to know that when I... Uh, Eddie Narette. When I narrated a... Uh, not narrated, when I edited a video, uh, me and Ed went to go see uh, Alexander Hamilton exhibit at Nova mm-hmm. Southeastern University. And he, he calls me Manny, and quite frankly, I have to accept Manny because lots of people call me Manny, but I'm Manuel. I'm Manuel. Oh, okay. And in fact, I my mom... Named me after her father, Manuel Angel. And I always felt that was kind of odd because I felt like I was deceiving my mom from the get-go, thinking mm-hmm. that I'll never You're live never up to this. You're never an angel. Yeah, I was never an angel. So I decided to accept the radio name of Mac. And Mac on the Rock means my name. Keep on the rock is, is the Rock is The Rock. Is this considered The Rock? This is The Rock it's by... It's like a little swamp in uh No, in not Biscayne Swamp, Bay. The Rock. Swamp oh, okay. is below sea level. Swamp, okay. uh, rock is above sea level. Okay. We're well, not that much above... How, uh, yeah, how much above sea level does Key Biscayne go? About six inches. Yeah, that's right. The golf course is pretty flat, <laughs> Just, right? Not really. Man-made. Okay. You know, the golf course is the golf course. It's swamp. There's gators and crocodile. We have this saltwater crocodile right now roaming around here. Yep. And, you know, it's very uh, unfortunate because the kids got to stay out of the water because we used to all swim swim in these canals with no mm-hmm. problem. But this guy's big, man. Is and he the crocodiles dogs don't look, or cats? Huh? They eating any dogs or cats? He, uh, I don't know if he has. I don't know if the crocodile has, but the gator has eaten two dogs at the golf course. Wow. Dogs that have left their homes and Made the mistake of homeless the, dogs. Homeless dogs ends up in the golf course and never to be seen again. The only reason why they know he's a guilty party because uh, he left <laughs> he left limbs laying. Oh, around. parts of the dog. Yeah, parts of the dog. So, uh, but the crocodile they say is more aggressive than the gator. The gator's lazier. The mm. crocodile's more aggressive. And this guy's a croc man. Do you think the University of Florida should change their name from the gators to the crocodiles? I don't think so. I think no? Florida State should change their name from the Seminoles to the crocodiles. The Florida State, man, that is one lame school. No, they're a good school. Yeah, yeah, good school in the middle of Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What the heck? I've never been a Seminole fan. In fact, I'm only a fan of all the the acquaintances that have graduated from there. But Well, what do you think is going to be the business effect on these companies? CNN is owned by Time Warner. It was just bought by AT&T. Uh, MSNBC is part of Comcast. Uh New York nothing, Times. Absolutely nothing. You don't think it'll have an effect? Their stocks might their stock price <clears throat> might go up and down like it would normally go up and down, but the average the average advertiser is looking for the mediocre consumer who doesn't think too much, just buys. Uh, don't you think people are gonna shy away from uh, from no, reading these because things? Because all this hyperbole that you and I uh, experience on a daily basis, it's a very small portion of the population who actually gives a damn. Who pays attention to pays that? Pays attention. I can tell by the obvious in my activism, nobody gives a shoop of a ship. Uh, nobody cares about anything. They just want to go about their day, pay their bills, and die. Yeah, That's but that average... makes a difference. The economy makes a difference in your ability to pay your bills, get you know, nobody job can, opportunities. N- nobody connects that dot. Look at all the people that are moving out of New York because it's gotten so expensive. Yeah, but if you go broke, you all of a sudden ask yourself, oh, oh, you, oh how did I get this well, way? You, I, even if then you, it's too before late. Before you go broke, before you go broke, a lot of people, I think in New York, it's not are saying, a lot. This can't, you know, it doesn't. It's the have guys to be who actually, it's the people who actually feel the. Uh, it happens at the margin. Economics happens at the margin. It's, it's at that five percent, man. That five percent, you know, doesn't <clears throat> can't. First of all, can leave, can uproot themselves. Right. Their employment doesn't depend on being in New York. That says. Right there, it eliminates 90% of the people. Most people are entrenched in their town, scared, witless. I mean, just completely panicked of losing their job. They didn't even thought of applying for a job in another state. Uh, coming down to Miami is kind of like well, moving down to, to a foreign to Miami, country. Jacksonville. There's beautiful parts of Florida for, for, for all kinds of residents, and they, they're coming. But it's people who are either didn't have a job that was worth a damn to begin with. Mm. They're renters. So I come on down to Florida because the rent goes down. And we've become a very rental community since 2008. Mm-hmm. All, all parts of this country. And, when, you know, you and I take for granted uh, concrete block homes. Solid wood homes because of our hurricanes and stuff. Solid concrete right. homes. Stucco. But the rest of the country's on wood. Even in the most posh neighborhoods anywhere. Most of these houses are... Wood and stucco. Yeah. And the nation is not as rich as we pretend to be. Our economy is enormous. 
But the American people, because of the American left and the regulated state that you talk about and the income tax, and half of your half of your paycheck is going to a Social Security uh, slush fund that someone else is going to steal from you, we really don't make a lot of money. Look at the look at the credit card debt in this country. Mm-hmm. Look how how every twenty years trillions are written off in credit card debts. Banks just writing it off and asking the federal government to make ends meet. There, people don't want to attach these. People don't want to live in the real world. They want to pretend and complain and talk about it without any real offering any type of alternatives. And I can tell you from people that uh, that I speak to on a regular basis, just in my single-minded activism, which is to amend the Florida Parent Empowerment Law, right. they don't even know what I did. They have no idea. They have no idea. Uh, I'm talking about people who are elected. I'm talking about right. their legislative assistants. Right. You tell them. Hey, man, I'm the first person to use the Florida Parent mm-hmm. Empowerment Law, 1,233, Clause 3B. They go, what? And they'll give you all these ideas of what they're planning to do in their agenda. And then when they talk after 20 minutes, and I'm accused of talking all the time, and there used to be a joke in this community, Manny will talk forever. He needs a radio show. Well, guess what? You, you got, got your it. You got your <laughs> radio show. 20 years of the joke eventually made sense. So I said to them, you know... The, the the person I uh, just last spoke to is Keith uh, Flary. Maybe maybe Brenda will know him. Flaw, Flaw, Flaw is how you pronounce right. his name. Keith Flaw, IBM executive. I think we mm-hmm. talked about this gentleman before. Beautiful agenda, platform, idea, bills coming out of the Senate, all these wonderful things. And I said, sir, that's a slow boat to China. You can't do any of those things you're planning on doing, even if you were to pass these laws. Did he know about there's no the, mechanism. Did he know about the Florida Empowerment Act? Uh, and no idea. I asked him to read the website. I spent a lot of money on this website, gentlemen, governingschools.com. Governing Go to schools. governingschools.com, call your congressman, ask him to amend the uh, Florida Parent Empowerment Law. Let's parents take over the schools by calling the vote in the school. You manage your budgets directly with the Department of uh, Education from Tallahassee in the Capitol. You deny that money per student to the superintendent. And guess what? If you do it correctly and you get along on your five-person guardian board, you get to save the surpluses annually. And before you know it, you're rebuilding your cafeteria, your library. Yeah. Well, talking about people moving down here, Ken Langone, who's one of the founders of Home Depot, he's a the money man. He's a big in New York. He's a big philanthropist. He's Absolutely, given Catholic NYU, guy. Uh, NYU has Langone Medical. I said Catholic, Catholic. Catholic, Catholic or Christian. Catholic. Okay, so he said that Florida is a great state, and that more people should move down here. The only thing we need to straighten out is running our public schools, which includes non-government public schools. Like you've been watching Neil Cavuto when he's on Neil Cavuto. Sometimes, yes, I've been watching that. So, no, that's... Uh, Only because of uh, because I've been prodding you or just because no, you're I your just own man? To, you're to just watch your it. own man. You Absolutely. Set your own course. Every now and then I watch uh, Fox Business. I actually don't watch that much TV, but yeah. So I think that you got a good point. You don't point. read my emails either. No. Parent Empowerment Act. Florida Parent Empowerment Law 1002. 33, Clause 3B. There's a Senate Bill 1168, sponsored by Hudson, is his name. From Senator Jackson. Hudson from up in Melbourne, near near Melbourne? Uh, yeah, I believe St. Augustine. Okay. Real estate guy, Dynamitum. I spoke to his <laughs> legislative assistant today, and I asked him, you know, would you consider adding to that bill, which is about university sponsorships of charter? Mm-hmm. Again, slow boat to China approach because if the parents are in charge, they'll reach out to FIU, right. Miami Dade College, and get to sponsor whoever they need to, sponsor to do them. it. Yeah, and share dollar for dollar uh, surplus money with uh, college money. How much money does the state of Florida spend on average per public school student? Nin- ninety ninety three hundred dollars per student. Okay, that's a good num- good amount. Yeah, uh, Florida. Um, sorry. Miami-Dade County and Broward County pretty much carry the whole load for the whole state because what we send up there never comes back in full. They spread it out to the states that well, have... something like 60% of revenues come from South Florida. Absolutely. Revenue. So we're a donor county. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we were the first county, Miami-Dade. So we are home, home rule chartered. And that makes it really burdensome because it's kind of hard. They imposed this on us as the only, state, uh, the only county in the state at one time. They imposed this relationship. <laughs> we were going to be... Gonna suck you dry forever, 
And uh, there's a lot of things that they claim we can't do that I think has to go to the courts to get undone. But remember, if you don't reinvent the public school system, mm-hmm. the insanity that Trump just went through to, and well, I, I know it's like a big stretch. The schools of indoctrination. You can see the ill effects of not reinventing our public school system yep. because we've allowed the left to continue to tell us and bully us about reform, asking for more money. Well, it's funny because in Texas, uh, Beto O'Rourke almost beat Ted Cruz. And I you know, I thought it How was— How much a, was the difference? Do you remember? It was like under 3%. Wow. And where he won big was among college-indoctrinated Anglo millennials, unemployed with student, well, with or student even debt. employed, even employed. What kid is employed today? I don't know. There's not too many kids employed. That's uh, where the big. That's where the big unemployment line is. Kids that are never going to get unemployment compensation, so you'll never know that they're unemployed. No, they're employed, and they're just living in their in their parents' house, living no, in their basement. A lot of these folks are employed. There are a lot. You know, there's, uh, for example, uh, lawyers. I mean, lawyers are overwhelmingly progressive. And they're employed. Many of them are employed. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of need for liars and thieves. So yeah, they're getting employed left and right. I understand. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a situation where I don't know what to tell you, other than what I've already told you, that we need to reinvent the United States because our our Republican democracy is the most beautiful system in the world, especially when you look at the alternatives. Mm-hmm. But man, and I have looked at the alternative. Yes, we both have. We've both been affected by the alternative. We experience our our, our parents fleeing. In my ki- in my case, I didn't actually feel the fleeing, but in some way or another, I felt the fleeing. So we are in this situation where the American left really should not be garnishing any votes. And yet they're going to they're going to come back strong from this. They're going to continue lying, and people are going to continue watching their lies. And the replies I've gotten on emails have been, "It's not over. It's not over." What are you proud right. about telling me that? Well, the New York you Times, you say it with such bravado. The what New York you, Times and the Austin Statesman in in Austin, Texas, they both no collusion but no exoneration. Yeah, the role of a prosecutor is not to exonerate. You know, if you're not guilty in, until exonerated. So it's totally, it's against the rule of law. But we need to stick it out. You think You think we need to stick it out? Absolutely. I'm not going anywhere. Now, uh, is there something wrong? Are you having problems with Mr. Narette that he hasn't called? And we're just, you know, dancing around this issue? And we're going to just keep on badgering and badgering and badgering and badgering this point? Yeah, why not? We're victorious. Right now I'm doing the Roger Stone, you know, hand motion. Free Roger Stone. You know, and guess what? You know what? I got this message like he's like this secret you know, secret <laughs> admirer passing me passing me notes. You know, he's right next to me. Just go ahead and say it. He wants to go to music. Why should we go to music? Waiting for our next caller. Well, how about we just wait on Avenatti going to jail? He's in the news. And an extortion oh, case. Yes, yes. What a crook. Well, <laughs> but the thing is, somebody like CNN had him on almost full time as a, as a star. They showcased a thief. That's who they are. And then Fox brings in Donna Brazil, another another crooked freak. Yeah, she's on the air now. Why? Why are they doing that? I have no idea. It, they tell me that they're Murdoch kids. Oh, so someone has been trying to call. Holy moly! You probably it, haven't blocked. I I want to know. This is WSQF 94.5. Who do I have a pleasure to speak with? This is Eduardo. How are you doing, gentlemen? Eduardo, how often have you been calling? I see that the bell, I think my sports guy, uh, fails to, uh, you know, to put the ringer back on after his right. show. Yeah. Cause so I, it, was just, it, was, it was just a few minutes. I mean, and I, it's okay. I mean, here we are. Yes, absolutely. You're the future, so uh, I like yeah. to think that you're always thinking of the future. We're the past, so let's have at it. What was your most recent article that, um, in respect to the Mueller report, or if you had another topic it matter? On, it it's was all an you. article on college, college free speech. Well, I, 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 didn't, I haven't done an article yet. As Ed was saying, my most recent article was an article on free speech on college campuses, so particularly this is through campus reform. They kind of have an ongoing series right now, so I invite your listeners to check it out, whereby they're asking students to write op-eds on their experience of free speech on their campus. So mine was quite lengthy because, sadly, I have a lot to highlight 
in terms of the lack of free speech here at the University of Florida from, you know, conservative clubs not getting, not being allowed to request funding from the student government to the student newspaper being biased and, and uh, bias in classrooms and social settings. So unfortunately, um, but I, again, I'm, I'm glad campus reform is doing this because I think the American people, look, if, unless you have a kid in college, most Americans aren't really aware about what's going on on campuses right now. So it's great that See, I was Ed, nobody news. gives a ship. Oh, but uh, Eduardo, what, what is the, has there been any response on the campus in Gainesville on the executive order signed by the Trumpster? Well, yes, it's actually a very positive reaction. Um, first of all, UF had three students who were invited to the White House for the executive order. I myself was a finalist on the list, but um, several organizations put some names of some students forward, and the okay. White House ultimately chose. So I, I did not attend, but several of my colleagues here on campus attended, including the president of our Young Americans for Freedom chapter. So she actually, through YAF, has helped okay. file a lawsuit against the University of Florida. You know why you weren't picked? Because you're not on Blink Radio enough. I think you had to yeah. turn up the volume. Maybe. we gotta, we got to get the president to, to tune in, to listen to us. Absolutely. It can only happen yeah. with you, the future. You and Candace but, Owens. Yes, Candace, Candace is actually a great, uh, a great leader for not only Black Americans but young American students. She's very popular on campuses. Do you guys have um, a Turning Point USA chapter out there in Gainesville? We do. It's just recently been started for this last academic year. It's growing. Um, they recently hosted their first speaker on campus a couple weeks ago. His name okay. is Will Witt. So he's a, a social media influencer with Prager University. Good. I don't know if you all are familiar with some of their videos. Sure. Yeah, Prager, um, yeah, absolutely. So what's yeah, been great the work. And again, I invite your, your listeners to check out PragerU, a lot of educational videos, um, very interesting stuff. So he came and spoke on our campus about two weeks ago now. It's a sellout crowd. Um, we sold out. And Turning Point is looking to bring speakers next year. Uh, Candace Owens actually might be one of them. So, I mean, definitely for people who are in the Florida area, you can go to the Facebook page to search Turning Point USA at UF, and uh, you can keep updated in case they have events. In case, I know FIU has a very strong chapter as well. Good. FIU, this, I think, has brought they have Arlen a, Kirk and Candace. No, they have the Daina here no, locally. No, they have a communist faculty, I can tell you that. Yeah, oh, that, I've heard that as well. I mean, FIU's got, mm -hmm. I mean, its own problems as well. So Eduardo Padron uh, took a turn for, no, that's Miami no, Day. No, that's Miami Day. He's retiring. Yeah. And who was the president of Maidike, right? Yes. And FIU, he's still time. there? I don't think so, but they're generally... Modesto, they're, Modesto, Maidike. Right. They're, I think they're generally uh, moving up in terms of ranking and all that, but they do have very far left wing. I heard... Uh, uh, one of the faculty members, Eduardo Macho, Ca Machorro, I think, or Cachorro, he was interviewed about Trump getting all the Car Caribbean leaders up to Mar-a-Lago. And he said Trump is the most hated uh, and least popular American president ever in Latin America. I'm not sure that's true. but I really doubt that's true. I think Barack Obama is not very popular in Venezuela right now. No, not at all. And, and talk about throughout the rest of the world. I mean, in the Middle East, he's very loved, the president, the, the Saudis, um, UAE, uh, Jordan, Egypt. These countries love President Trump and, yep. and the leadership he's been able to provide. Yeah, but the Iranians love uh, Barack Hussein Obama. Well, I well think... they did because, because of the deal he was able to uh, get them. So yep. they do love him. And But look, now the rest of the region is, is standing tough behind President Trump. So... Iran's got a bunch of problems on their own. Their hands are pretty full right now. Well, think how popular Barack is going to be when he's commissioner of the African uh, Professional Basketball League. Well, the, the real issue, I think, in, in the Trumpsters' uh, exoneration, as we're calling it, is that all this happened uh, under the Obama administration. And in corporate compliance, one of the key issues you look at is tone at the top. So what did right. President Obama know, and when did he know it? And will they prosecute? Well, they, no. Oh, baloney. They won't. I think uh, equal protection under law requires they won't. that. They well, won't we'll touch see. An extending Just, president. Look what Bill Clinton got away with. No, we'll see. We'll see. Just having that information out there will be good. Well, unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to get those answers. You know, the Republicans controlled Congress for two years, and all we heard from these House members were, yeah, we're going to investigate, we're going to subpoena. And look, they have control of all of these committees for two years, and we didn't see much come of it. So well, I'm not too hopeful, but I agree with you. I think thank you, Mr. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that, I think, uh, John I think Ed gets it once he hears it from you. Well, but the thing about the con past Congress is that we had all these wussy rhinos led by Paul Ryan, 46 of them at least. So I think it's very important that we 
mount a Tea Party campaign to take back Congress. And I think it's very doable. For example, here we have Donna Shalala and Debbie Mercatzel-Powell, total extreme leftists. Debbie has even sponsored the Green New Deal. So we're looking, we're working to find some good candidates, candidates to run uh, for Congress. That's the glass ceiling, by the way. Right on the Republican side, well, we don't care. Uh, for example, we're trying to talk Carlos Lopez Cantera, the former lieutenant Cantero. governor. Cantero. Him, you have him. You have him as a transgender already. Lopez Cantera. 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 He is Lopez Cantero. Cantero or Not Cantera. Cantera. Okay, Cantero. Cantero. All right. So Did we're you trying. See to, how he fools me, Lorette? Trying to talk that? him into. He got, he's got me thinking like him, and I correct him, and then he keeps on repeating until right. I agree with him. So I think we're trying to talk him into running against Donna Shalala. And, uh, and there you, know, you can say shalala, shalala, yes. And then we have, we'll see about Debbie. But you know, these two congressmen here are just far left, and we need to get rid of them. We need to have, come up with I, I good, have, strong I candidates. I have a point to make. I think it's kind of tacky that us on the right dis- distinguish between the left and the far left as if there is a difference. And I really resent us calling these people extremists when they're all extremists. Every single one of no, them. They're all a, socialists. There isn't a moderate left wing person. Progressive Nobody you know socialists. who's moderate. I don't know any moderate lefties. All the lefties I know, every single one of them, without exception, think government's a good thing. And well, all, 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 the, all the so-called moderate ones these days, they're more and more identifying as independent. So your typical Democrat from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, the ones I talk to, the ones I know are saying, you know, I, you know, I'm not a conservative, but I'm not a liberal. I'm more, you know, down the middle. So that's where all the moderates have gone. But the good news is, which I think means what? They, they, they're empowered, yes. mediocre. Uh, Howard medi- Schultz. Yeah, sitting on the fence, neutered in the primaries. Wow. Right. Political dogma. Well, but I, I think most of the, the the good thing is for 2020 is that most of the Democrats who flipped seats in the 2018 midterms, most of those Democrats who ran were very um, moderate, you know, in the middle of the country. They weren't these far left AOC Pelosi right. types. So they're kind of not with this new rhetoric of the party. There's about, I would say, between 20 and 40 of them. So if the GOP can target those seats right. in the Midwest, in the South, where these, some of these Democrats won. Look, even South Florida, too, Carlos Carbello's seat got flipped, yep. um, and Republicans have held that seat in the past. So if they can flip those seats back, then the GOP can take control of the House. But it's all, it all depends what kind of candidates, as you said, we're putting out there. Are they going to be candidates that support President Trump, or are they going to be more of the rhino variety? No, no, depends. no. No rhinos. Well, Carlos could come back. Re- no, he's not coming back. He could come back he, reinvented. He cannot come back after he's you know now. You no. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got a good line of uh, no, BS. No, no, no. Carlos, if you're out there, a you lot know, of the, I'll give you a I, second I've chance. I've talked to a lot of the Republican regulars. They're fed up with him. He but can't come back. It was, it was only two years. <laughs> no, no, he no. He must have learned from his mistakes. No, he did. He he learned to they get another job. Be, they say he may be eyeing a run for mayor. Yeah, he's going to get mayor another job. Mayor of the job. county or the city? County. Uh, I, that I don't know. I want to say I want to say city, but I'm not sure. I read right. this article a while back. I think it's, he, yeah, we, it's not the last we've seen of Carlos Cabello. He'll right. he'll find an office to run for, whether it's Congress again, something locally or, or statewide. I mean, I think I think he he has. Every, well, he does have a little Alex Pinellas uh, tinge. You know, uh, messaging kind a, of similarities. He's a far left guy. And he's Alex Pinellas, by the way, was a Democrat. Yeah, he's definitely a Democrat. He's a. He's a, uh, a, a, a climate uh, alarmist, which is not he a is, good thing. Yeah, he was, he was big on climate change for yeah. someone in the Republican Party. Please. Yeah. Um, yeah, so forget it. I think he'll run as we a had, Democrat. Uh, I attended here a climate uh, change summit uh, with a lady named Curry, Dr. Curry, uh, uh, Judith Curry, and she pretty much shot down all the research and pretty much said that CO2 is a good thing for our economy. <laughs> Good thing for the environment. And she believes that sea level is rising like it did in 1920 to 1936 when there wasn't CO2 emissions. And it's simply because the earth felt like it because there's a changing currents up by Maine. Maine and uh, the UK, that part right. of the... What's, what's, what is that strait called? There's a name that for that strait up there in the North Pole. And apparently... I, I know what you're talking yeah. It's changing currents. And that is flooding some areas of the planet that happen to be sinking. The land is sinking in many places. There you go. And she says there's a lot of underground volcanic activity in Antarctica that melts some of this ice on the western side of the Antarctic, not on the eastern side. And some penguins uh, starved because they couldn't get to their feeding grounds. Well, they say that the polar bears are really hungry and they're eating all the penguins. 
Oh, okay. Well, and the, but the issue is too. I think I Sarah Palin doesn't let them go into the garbage anymore. I don't have an issue with Republicans who want to talk about, you know, climate change and some free market solutions. My issue with Corbello is that he came out and he said, yeah, I'm for a carbon tax. Yeah, um, that's terrible. That are, that are very, Forget very left-wing it. solutions. And it's like, hello, there no, are other no. ways to address climate no. change from a, a small you know, government, pro-business perspective. Eduardo, you, to, you, you, know, increase taxes you were talking about... Left-wing things. No, I agree with you. But you were talking about how the candidates who are going to run on the Republican side for Congress this year or next year... You're saying, are they going to be Trumpists or are they going to be rhinos? I think the day of the rhino is dead. I think it's Trump's party so. now. Okay? I hope so. And if, and if, you, if you look at 2018, too, in, in a way, the, the only silver lining to Republicans losing the House is that most of the candidates who lost were rhinos right. anyway. Absolutely. So the, the, the weasels were rooted out, and, and we were basically left with a mostly pro-Trump Congress, with a few exceptions. Now we have to counterattack with Trump conservatives in the Republican side. That's I hope so. What do you gentlemen make, uh, what were your thoughts when the the uh, the Mueller report dropped earlier this weekend, and of course... Well, I ran to the studio <laughs> and read the report out loud. It's on our archives, it's recorded there. And I basically... You sang the report? I sang the uh, Barr's report. I read it word for word. And then I made closing comments really quick, like 24 minutes it took me to read it. Uh, that, says, that says something about my lack of college education, but still, it worked. And uh, I, be, I believe that it's a, a great impar- uh, embarrassment to this country for half the country to be depressed that our president colluded with the American Did citizens collude, to get elected. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, but I think somebody, I think people in the mainstream media, I think Democrats like Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, Jared Nadler, and others, people who pushed these lies in the garbage for two years when they knew it, because they, they said things that like, oh, there is evidence, we have evidence of collusion, and here we are two and a half years later, Mueller couldn't find it, they couldn't find it. So some of these people, they, they should pay a political price. You know, there are calls for Adam Schiff to resign now. People are saying whether, if, if you were part of furthering this hoax, could that be... You, they I would think it's tr- I, hey, man, I think it's treason, people. period. Mm-hmm. Destabilizing the presidency of the United States yeah. is treasonous. But unfortunately, Eduardo, the real problem is that there is an electorate supporting this line. That's the 50% yeah. I was telling you about. Yeah. That's the press that, that Trump colluded with the American people to become president. That what, says what a lot. What shocked me is that, is that some, of these, some of these individuals doubled down over the weekend. So Adam Schiff and Nadler, they kind of came out and said, well... Um, there's still, we still think there's collusion and we're going to show it. And, and I just don't think it's going to bode well for the Democratic Party during the next election. But I mean, that's, that's well, a, a, a gamble they're willing to take. I mean, by all means, I think that'll help out the Republicans. So. Well, only if the Republicans take the bull by the horn and run conservative candidates for Congress. Yes, they need to. Because and they need otherwise. To run candidates who are willing to, to fight the way President Trump has been willing to fight. You right. Know, through social media, you know, just just very tough. We need tough candidates. And I yeah, but see, that, we, we always what, talk about what tough means. Does, what does tough mean, and what does conservative mean these days? Because I, I know what I know that I'm doing my best to be a conservative, but at the same time, I know how others can paint me as not being conservative. So, what is a conservative today? Because uh, well, being part of the Trump Party doesn't necessarily well, mean you're okay. conservative. So f- being conservative, that is, that is true. Tea Party is fiscal responsibility, limited government, free enterprise. Is it fiscally responsible asking for a balanced budget amendment? Uh, I find that I don't know about a, irresponsible. Well, but it, fiscal responsibility has to start, and I think the Republicans need to get more fiscally responsible. How can we? The, we just passed the I largest know, budget. I know. I, we passed the largest Trump, budget no, in Trump, the history of our country. Trump has been conservative. He has... Uh, reduced and reformed taxes. You're not conservative taxes. unless you cut 20% I agree. of the federal I payroll agree. So that's during what, a government shutdown. I agree. So we need to push for that. But the Trumpster has been conservative. He's reduced and reformed taxes. He's he governed has as a conservative. Reasonable I said that deregulation. Listen, very you know, important. Come save me here. You, Energy all, and environment. Future, well, it'll I, be I, dead. I was, I was going to say, unfortunately, I don't think there is a party in Congress that cares about fiscal responsibility. The Republicans for years under Obama whined about right. we need to rein in our budget, too much spending. And under Trump, and, and look, I'll, I'm not going to justify it, but this is this is Trump's reasoning for running up the budget because he knows the key to his reelection is a strong economy and a strong defense. So he's not going to cut spending 
um, if it's going to to hurt the economy. So he, he's for that spending. He's for the defense spending to, to say, look, I kept America safe. And the Republicans in Congress, who for years whined about spending, they kind of went along with it. So it just goes to show that there's really not a party in Congress that cares about lowering the debt, lowering the deficit. And it's unfortunate because I definitely think there is a an electorate of people out there who do care. And if a candidate went out there and said, I'm going to cut spending you know, across the board, I think that candidate could be popular in some areas. Well, I don't, I don't think that's true simply because when, when we had this shutdown, People were really affected by all those people who weren't getting federal paychecks and their mortgages and their problems. And all the guys that listened to that and the narrative that came out of that, it was it was enough to get Trump to back down. If we really uh, cared more about the country than those who were going to be unemployed. And I can say this, obviously, because I'm not a federal employee. Unemployed? There's more job openings than there are people. Yeah, but if you cut 25% of the federal government, it's going to be a lot They can go find other of, jobs. They yes. have to find other jobs. Yeah. I agree. Uh, are you making me argue against myself? No, I mean, yeah, I, absolutely. Jeez. That's what you got to do. But we got the difference between a Catholic and an evangelical. Yep. They, they, they just say it over and over again until you believe it. But the, it's key, uh, we were talking, that the congressional Republican congressional candidates this time around, need to be fiscal conservatives. They won't be. They need Well, we need to because find they them. they need the independent voter who has a government no, job. No, 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 no. Or oh, my a, God. We have so many has, government jobs. In this and time. government uh, welfare benefits. Oh, my God. There's so much in Food stamps, public state, housing, Medicaid. Think about the city, Medicaid. state, county. Well, a place like New York City, a third of the residents of 8 million plus are receiving some kind of welfare. Yeah. So I don't expect well, them to win in New York City, but I expect them to win here in Coral Gables and Coconut Grove. Uh, hey, man. And then fiscal, fiscal conservatives never want to admit this, but if you really wanted to, to rein in on the deficit and the debt, you would have to also cut defense, defense spending. And no, no Republican ever wants to be publicly called right. for def- uh, cutting defense spending. I'm personally for that, um, but I, I don't think you're going to get a lot of Republicans. I, don't, I, well, I disagree. Yeah. Um, the defense, the reason why I disagree with you um Cutting defense spending is cutting out incredibly intelligent people in our economy. The people who work for these defense contractors, even the most menial job on the assembly line on a military application for anything from a tank to a plane requires a certain amount of focus, intensity, and knowledge. You can't just put together. It's not like a car assembly line that pretty much makes itself. In military, man, you, you, you could you could cut billions by, for example, leaving Afghanistan. We spend billions of yeah, dollars. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If you think leave about Afghanistan, that. but we got to focus on the South China Sea because that's where the next war is coming, and we may get beaten. I agree with that. That's correct. I think I think that's definitely a bigger area of threat than Afghanistan. Look, Afghanistan's never going to be solved. It's never a problem that that it, it, we've yeah. been there. For what, 18 years now? Yeah, forget it. It's endless war. That's what Trump is against, and that's what the military-industrial complex wants. Well, keep in mind that those people, if they're not employed, they could easily end up working for your enemy. Uh, smart people, especially in aerodynamics, yeah. smart I, people in I missile think, guidance yeah. systems, there are other places. work for someone else. Okay? There are other places that we could cut, like uh, reduce, uh, get rid of the whole Department of Education Get, uh, cut the uh, subsidies for higher education. Shut down the government. There's 10% and, in every and department. And fire all the non-essential personnel. See you right. later. I Vacate agree. Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, and... Turn uh, it into a recession uh, area. Yeah, there's no reason why they're the highest paid people in the entire United States per income, per capita. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. If you look at all of the counties surrounding Washington, D.C., it's the highest median income. Right. The entire country and it's just not, not it's to mention that, not yeah. to mention big government uh, at that level they sabotage the president. You know, you, there's a lot of things that come right. out of executive the, orders the that administrative are state. Yeah, those they'll, they'll <clears> make <throat> it impossible. They did it from the get go. Remember the disaster that was the transition of the Trump administration from Obama. A bunch of Obama people were laid were left behind, leaking and sabotaging and creating innuendo. And they were emboldened by all these accusations of Russian collusion. Yes. Which is one of the right. important things of this conclusion to that uh, to that uh, witch hunt, which is that I think this is going to strengthen morally the, the standing of the Trump administration. Morally? Well, hopefully we 
Obviously, hmm. this should, hmm. should be needed from but... of the House Democrat committees. But with the change of the Mueller investigation off, I, hopefully President Trump will be unleashed. He can focus on governing, which, look, it's been difficult to govern with this daily investigation, these daily anonymous sources, these, these uh, baseless accusations. But now with that out of the way, hopefully he can really focus on, on keeping America great. Now, do you, uh, does your generation even consider, has there been any uh, kitchen talk about North Korea uh, turning their backs on the summit in Hanoi because they knew that Trump had trouble at home with the Cohen uh, That's testimony? That's part of it. That's part of it. You think that affected no, his foreign policy? We don't, we, don't re- we don't really see it that way. A lot of people I spoke to, and I was at CPAC when uh, that occurred. Of course, the president spoke there a few days later, but mo- most people have said, look, it's his Reagan moment. Remember when Reagan walked away? Walked away oh, he saw it as Reykjavik. Yeah, he did, he did right. the right thing. And, so, and, and, and it's not necessarily walking away from the tape, from the negotiations. It's walking away from that session. There, there will be another session. Um, yeah, I don't calling the bluff. 100% off. So we'll see. I, I, don't, I, I don't think it was a bad move. If you, if you can't get a good deal, then you should walk away. Yeah, okay, so that's how you guys saw that. That's very, that's yeah. very important. It's a, a, I think it's the correct assessment, and I. The question I'm asking is, did the Kimum uh, have this planned, or was he planning to walk away anyway? Because if you heard the news, you know he could easily have heard his assistant say, "Hey, you know, you can sabotage this deal today because back at home he's got some guy calling him a liar, right. a thief, and a phony." That's true, and also China. That's a factor. So I think Trump. Well, it's, uh, it's, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that would have. It would be a smart. It would have been smart for Kim to do that to try to take advantage where maybe he thought he had some leeway. Um, ultimately, it didn't work out for him. And look, it's in his best interest to get a deal. That's that's just the truth of the matter. I wonder what Trump was thinking when someone pointed to him and said, "Hey, that's the lake that McCain's plane landed in in Hanoi." <laughs> I wonder if someone said that to him. Hey, you know that's where McCain, <laughs> that's where McCain's plane landed. And he goes, "Good, let's drain it." <laughs> It's the, you know, the, the, the McCain stuff, it's just, look, McCain served his country honorably uh, several decades ago, but the truth is he's also been a politician for the, the most recent period of the end of his life. And so I don't think that makes someone immune from criticism. The area where I think maybe the president would be would be wise to stray away from is continuing. Public. He could have come out after the dossier and news went public and simply said, look, I'm very disappointed in what John McCain passed forward, this phony dossier. You know, he served our country well, but this was, this was a mistake he made, but I'm moving on or I forgive him. And it just would have, it, it would have made President Trump look like the, the bigger man. But um, so I, I hope he doesn't really engage in that in the coming future. Um, I do. I understand his frustration, certainly with Senator McCain. A lot of you know conservatives are frustrated with Senator McCain, whether it's the Obamacare thing or the dossier. But these kind of petty fights don't help um, with regards to the independence and people. The president should be able to win over. So who do you think you should pick a fight with? Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Yeah, I think I think you should pick a yeah I think you should pick a fight with the Democrats and basically anyone who's going to cause look. John McCain, rest in peace, he's not going to be a problem for President Trump in right. the 2020 re-election. So President Trump needs to be targeting these Democrat candidates who announced their pre- for presidency. He needs to be mocking their ideas, their ridiculous Green New Deal. And he needs to go after his, his political opponents. John yeah. McCain is not one of them. And also he needs to support conservative Republicans for Congress. And Kellyanne and Kellyanne should and get Kellyanne, divorced. Well, no, 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 no. Don't say that. That's not good. You don't want to... To a breakup marriages, but uh, let me tell you something. I, when on my way driving here, I was hearing. I think Trump does. Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz, Donna Shalala, and Debbie Mercasol Powell were all complaining about this terrible regime in Venezuela and how it's created a humanitarian crisis. Well, the answer is that it's a socialist regime and it has a socialist crisis, which was supported by their president Barack Obama. You know what I mean? And here we go again. Remember when I was chastising both of you for calling the left far left? Well, why don't you call Venezuela a communist country run yep. by a communist dictatorship yep. Yep. in yep. Cuba? You guys keep on calling it socialist. socialist well, it's the same thing. The Soviet no, Union was a union of Soviet socialist you say republics. Socialist, people think bread and butter. No, okay, communist. UK. Call them what they are. They're a bunch of communists. Communist regimes. Jeez. Yes. That's why I call the Democrats the Democomi Party. And now I call them the ship. But here they are. These three congresswomen are complaining about the humanitarian crisis. It was caused by the president who supported Venezuela, who supported Cuba, and who created this, helped create this. Well, the truth, the truth is, my, you know what I'm going to say. 
the truth is the United States denied its own manifest destiny in 1959 by excluding Cuba from it. And that's a statement I will always hold true. They created this monster. We have to live with it now. 60 years of Castro has been an intelligence nightmare. The, The king hacker has been the Cubans intelligence apparatus hacking into the DIA and the CIA and all the DIA and the CIA could do was send misinformation to kind of confuse the Cubans because they couldn't export anything else but military intelligence and Americans don't understand that about Cuba. Cuba had nothing that could could do harm to anyone except for getting uh, military intelligence sneaking out of the United States, and they or they successfully did it. And disrupting uh, Venezuela in the 1990s, getting so, Chavez elected. Yes, and then that... Do you think the United States should intervene in Venezuela right now? I would, not, I would honestly say that uh, as, the, as Trump approaches his second term and he gets elected, uh, I would definitely take him out, both of them. And, yeah. I, and I would uh, create the biggest force, the, uh, what is it called, fait accompli, Right, do it, and that's and it. tell the the rest of Latin America, hey guys, we're gonna dollarize your entire economy, and you guys are gonna get rich because yep. we're not spending a dime in Europe anymore or the Middle East, <laughs> and we're gonna keep China from parking itself in Cuba, because people don't want to realize that the Mariel Industrial Park, all the infrastructure is finished, nobody has signed on to CantonCuba.com, which you can go to my website and see what Canton Cuba looks like. And it's in a huge industrial park that if the Chinese become the number one developer of the Mariel Industrial Park, it's called ZEDM, for anybody who wants to Google it, you'll see that if we allow them to build a distribution facility uh, more than 128 square miles, which includes an enormous port, we are asking for serious unemployment in the, the southern parts of the United States because all the Chinese manufacturing presently going on in China can easily be manufactured in a very hungry Cuba, which cuts the shipping lanes from 5,400 5, nautical miles to 1,800 nautical miles once you get through the canal and manufacture on the doorstep of the Port of New Orleans. That's what I want your generation, Eduardo, to think about, that Cuba's coming. Communism can't survive there for free and forever, and 4 or $5 billion already owed to the Chinese. So they have a vested interest in developing this industrial park. So I would like for you to uh, look at my website, cantonkuwa.com, and see what I mean. And, uh, I will, yeah. And I will let you know, the Chinese have got the fingerprints all over the world, unfortunately, uh, in this economic way that you mentioned. So the United States is going to find a way to counter it, um, definitely, if not in the next... You know, I would say less than 10 years. In less than 10 years, we can see some very drastic effects of these Chinese uh, fingerprints around the world. So I agree with you, and I, I will definitely check out that website. All right, we'll be letting you go now. We're going uh, to entertain another caller. We're going to switch All subjects. Right, to edu- so uh, stay no, free, my yeah. friend. Thank Thanks, you, Eduardo. Thanks again. Take care. Bye. Okay, no, John Lofgren should be calling in. He's got a good, a real interesting article on campaign contributions. It is not just good, it is really good. And the links, he leaves you so he leaves you food for thought, you know. You have to hit the links before you realize the, the, the value of his article. I mean, it, he solidifies all these facts about what percent do corporate donors get back from politicians, mm-hmm. some 10,000 to one. So for every dollar a corporate entity contributes to a political campaign of any one of these people, whether it's the House or the Senate or the President, they get $10,000 back for every dollar. Now, the number goes down to $1,000 when you're talking about voters' contributions to a particular candidate. And since most voters don't ask for anything back from a candidate, that number is at 1000 bucks. It would probably be lower if we all ask for favors when we contribute to a campaign. But um, he uses uh, that wonderful site, Open Secrets. Mm-hmm. For a lot of his data, and anybody who wants to read it, it's on the it's on my Facebook page, the Blink Radio, and my personal Facebook page. And if you go to the Blink Radio Facebook page, you'll see the Tea Party Tribune article on there, and read it. But also hit the links. Very important, you hit the links and study the links and take notes on what you read. 
Because if you're going to repeat stuff, and all this stuff, the reason why you do this homework is so that you are informed. And when you do your water cooler talk at work, because in the end, you got to stand up for your country by try to convince people to change their minds. Stop Democrats from lying to you because they love talking points, sound bites, and stupidity. I'm still hearing Ted Cruz is the devil. I mean, my God, that's right out of MSNBC. And I'm still hearing him. And, hey, what's up with his beard? Ah, he doesn't look like a devil anymore. No, sometimes the devil has a beard. That's what they'll say. That's how they'll reply to me. I don't know who you talk to that would say that. Oh, but. my God. My liberal friends here out in the barrier island of Cable Really? Yeah, they think Ted Cruz is this evil person. And, my God, why? Because he's intelligent? So, no, because he, he's effective. An effective and firm conservative. Absolutely. He's always scarier. It's always scarier. So uh, when it comes uh, when it comes to John Lofgren's article in the Tea Party Tribune, what I loved about it, and I asked for his permission to quote him in my book because I'm right at that point where uh, I could be publishing it any day now. But I have since it's my only book and might be my only book. It's kind of hard for me to put it in paperback when there's something I want to add. All the time. No, no, you gotta, you know. Sooner or later, you just gotta sit on your laurels yeah. and just print the freaking book. Absolutely. And I ran out of excuses uh, because the the federal case was heard and we did lose in the Florida uh, freedom of speech case defending principles. So I don't know what else to say at this point. I just know that John has galvanizes my position and my point that indeed. The third largest economy in the world is the U.S. government all by itself. When you add these contributions and what they get back, you can see all that economic activity and why these people continue to fund politicians to their blue in the face without regard of what they're doing or saying about them. Because what happens with the Democrats, they'll attack a bank, but they'll get a bunch of money from them. And well, the TARP bailout was a good example. Perfect of example. And the highest liberals at the highest places in Wall Street are Democrats. And one of my Democrat friends says, hey, I like the article very much, but for you to say, for no, for the author to say that this is solely a Democratic problem no, it's is not. kind of buffoon, buff, right. buffoonish. And I go, yeah, I agree that the, both political parties are interested in keeping the largest economy, the third largest economy in the world uh, the third largest economy, so that everybody can steal from it. I agree, but I always slam people with the same argument, and I want you in the audience to use the same argument because it's ironclad. Ed still hasn't learned because, you know, he's like an old dog and the new tricks. I'm the new trickster. This is the harshest reality that Democrats cannot argue. But they have to take a look back into history. They have had, in the last 100 years, 11 Filibuster-proof U.S. Senates to to GOP's zero, zero. Really? I, we are not the problem 1911? here. Nineteen eleven. Nineteen eleven was the last time the Republicans well, had the, the Fed was uh, created in nineteen twelve or thirteen. Thirteen. Since then, the in value, December the twenty third of thirteen. The value of the U.S. dollar has, has gone plummeted ninety ninety percent. Yes. So unfortunately, they're going to say, "Yeah, but." Uh, Republicans passed income tax. This is true. Howard yeah. Taft. Progressive Republicans. Progressive. They, not really progressive Republicans. The progressive movement started in 12 with the square deal no, speech. No, 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 um, no. Nah, 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 progressivism nah. already. No, 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 no. Progressivism growing. started in 1912. So Howard Taft, you, you know, he was usually considered a conservative Republican. He enacted the uh, income tax amendment. The truth is it was off and running when he was vice president right. under Theodore because Theodore is a jerk off. Who badgered right. the the well, nineteen no the eighteen ninety five Supreme Court, who made a claim mm-hmm. that wages earned by laborers well, is private property. Right, and it was in these these speeches <clears throat> that Theodore gave that said we've got to find a way to pass income tax. Right, we have to find a way to get off this private. Well, wage. It, it's ironic because you're right. The Republican. President pushed through the who embraced income tax income for the tax. first time. Yeah, but in in Would Illinois, you answer the question. Yeah, the Illinois who, who, who embraced ran, the, Yeah, who I ran for president three times and lost oh, on Ryan, the income tax? William Jennings Bryan. William yeah. Jennings and then Bryan. So the Republican ah, another Democrat enacted his policies. Well, he wanted his votes. Well, 
And because the guy couldn't win on his own, so what did Theodore do? Oh, I want some of his votes, so I got well, run against Taft. All right, so in, in Illinois, Ridiculous. in the state of Illinois in 1970, the Republican governor was the one that pushed for a state income tax. Ever since then, it's been uh, further you downhill. Should, you believe that Illinois was the first? No, they were not the first. My point is I thought that it was LaGuardia Republican governors are often the ones pushing income. The same thing in Connecticut, 1990, a Republican governor pushed through the Connecticut state income tax. Connecticut is now a basket case fiscally. And so is and what Illinois. Was, what, what became of that Republican governor? Was he? Oh, thinking? he left. They both. They, the one in Illinois did not get reelected the second term, rightfully so. It reminds me of Bob Martinez here in Florida. There you go. Taxing sales. And then in the one in um, no services, in services. I think retired. Lowell Weicker. He was kind of a fake Republican. But in both cases, so that means the federal government was also a Republican Taft who did not win reelection by so a minority of votes. Yeah, and so, Woodrow Wilson won by a minority of votes, right. like a Bill Clinton. A plurality, like he, Bill Clinton, right? Yes. And then he, he embraced the square deal. Well, he, uh, Woodrow Wilson was a progressive from way back. He was what a do you progress- mean way back? From when he was in college and, and university you, PhD. Why are you giving the, uh, just because it was in some philosopher's mind doesn't mean that it was the progressive movement. He wrote, no, he was part of it, and he was one of the intellectual leaders of it. He wrote, his first book was on government, and... Uh, supporting a more active government, a more centralized, powerful Activist government. government. Yes. Yes, this is true. This is what Bill Clinton said. Well, you either believe in activist government or you don't. Well, don't. we believe in limited government. Americans believe in limited government. I believe in an invisible government, which is much more minimal than limited government. You guys keep on repeating these things and we'll keep on losing. Living in government, small taxes, and then we create the Department of Homeland Security. You guys well, are the that, problem. That was uh, a rhino. You're, w. When it comes to government, it has to be so minimal that you don't even see it. The only okay. time you see government is a police officer. That's it. You know, the, the TSA, Transportation Security Administration, they let through like 97% of all contraband. They are, there are tests run against them, and they let through 97 plus percent of all the things they're supposed to catch. It's Kabuki Theater. That's absolutely. That probably is the summation of our show today. Is to, is, how do you pronounce that? Kabuki Theater. See, it's hard for a horse guy that sounds like Fake. Fred Flintstone to to phonetically <clears throat> pull this radio thing off all the time. I, I Don't I mumble a lot? Jeez. You can call me at 305-365-7777 if you think I mumble. And you can also call us from out of town if you're toll-free, 1-844-645-WSQF. 1-844-645-WSQF and of course 305-365-7777 Now, because we're a community radio program if you do call it, don't think you're going to sit here and talk you know, for like 10 minutes because we have other callers and when you have other callers in your community radio you don't have call waiting the next caller here is ah, busy ah, ah, ah. and then I have a sports guy that's on before me who s- somehow manages to I don't know, mute the, the freaking ringer on this phone, which has happened to That's us. That's because he goes on uh, rants. He goes on rants. And he doesn't want to take well, any calls. Well, help me get rid of the mute, because I don't even see a mute button here. I don't see what the issue is here. You know, because I press the mute button that I see, but it's just for the mic. It's just for what I say into the phone. It doesn't really uh, reflect the, the, the ringer itself. It's not the mute button for the voice. It's the... Well, ringer. You should talk to the chief technology officer for the radio station. Yeah, he's a Democrat. He never shows up. Oh, okay. He never tells me the truth. He never says anything. How can you expect the truth from a Democrat? Come on. Yeah, party of lying and stealing. That's what it's always been. Why don't people want to understand any form of taxation is theft? No matter how you look mm-hmm. at it, it is what it is. And unless you're being taxed on your own choice, which is a consumption tax, that's probably the only exception to the rule, correct? You mean like a sales tax? Yeah. Okay. Sales tax is the only legitimate tax because one thing about the sales tax that it will always hold true, for me to sell a product as a retailer, I need the roads, I need security of the road, I need the red lights to function, I need the fire department to be on call in case my place burns down, I need the power company that needs to run wires in common areas, and I need the police department to make sure that I don't get ripped off. So... I have to pay for that. Therefore, I believe in high sales taxes, providing that we didn't have an income tax. Right. Providing, that's why I believe in the fair tax. 
I my fear is I just heard again uh, the value added tax coming up uh, by one of these candidates running for president. Really, I can tell you, America, if you keep on eating boogers, because I know the boogers are tasty, but only until you're about nine years old. After that, you're supposed to be disgusted by snot. If you guys keep on eating your boogers as adults, the Democratic Party will pass the value added tax on top of the income tax. You only need to look over across the pond to see the value added tax passed uh, as early as the 70s in England, uh, 90s in France. And, no, France has had it for a long time. Uh, as early as the 70s as in England? Yeah. Like around that time? I, we were there in the 80s and they had VAT. They, were, they had VAT. Plus income tax, mm-hmm. and they even had their own currencies back then. Right. So they, things got so bad that you couldn't afford your uh, your life, your standard of living. So they had to you know switch out their currency. It got so bad because the it was grotesque. People were crossing state lines in those mm-hmm. in in the EU. What I say, what I call state lines, is actually nation lines. Right. In their countries, because you know. You can pretty much, if you look at the United States, there's 50 states. How many states are in, in Europe of different languages and cultures? Yeah. Uh, you don't know. You're supposed to know these 20. Things. Really? You think there's the, only 20? There are probably about 20 members of the European Union. Really? Yeah. Only 20? Yeah. And they can't get their ship together? No. They're different languages, different cultures. And anti-Semitism. Did you want to <laughs> Did you want to talk about anti-Semitism today? You, you were mumbling about that before the show started. No, no, no. No, no. You're trying to be... Uh, well, what's your uh, what's your uh, famous uh, statement of the day in relationship to what everything we said? Mine is simply donkey dong. Okay. Well, my- I believe the Democratic Party is now the official shiphole party of America. Did you see the hat? And they got twenty four million dollars worth of donkey dong. Did they you got see a the the new- shovel and wait, and wait, wait. haul into the twenty twenty elections? Did you see the new blue hat? M A A S. Yeah, make a ship hole again. Make America a, a ship hole. Shit hole. Yeah. A ship hole. Ship hole. Yeah. Uh, Remember, I mean, here on this station, you know what? Uh, ship holes are ship holes. You know what I mean? We can't well, say the. What, 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 what really I, I have to agree with you, Manny, because you've said before that liberalism, progressivism, socialism, which are the same thing as communism, is all about lying and stealing. Absolutely. It's about lying about what happened and trying to steal whatever is there to be stolen, like whether it's an election. And lie why you stole. Or an oil and, and gas And also lie deposit. why you stole. Okay, but, uh, completely. And that's what you have with the Russia collusion. It was a lie in an attempt to steal the election. Right. To force Trump out. And, that's, and, and Putin got his way in the end because he got us all ruffled. Well, that's right. So $30 he million got, dollars <laughs> but, laughing. But what you got to realize, really it wasn't just the Russiagate. That's lying and stealing. It's, Putin it's also global warming and climate change. It's called the Puto Putin Gate. The Putin Patio. Global warming and climate change is totally not based on empirical evidence. It's based on computer models. Well, computer models by people who are worshiping Gaia and who are worshiping Caesar and who want the state to have Could more. Can you explain to the audience what Gaia is? Gaia that is one right over Mother me. Nature. Oh, nature. Gaia is Mother Nature. Yes, Gaia is worshiping the environment. Instead of environmental protection and pollution control, what you have with the climate extremists is they worship the environment. They don't want Mother Nature to be perforated and have her vital bodily fluids extracted by oil and gas drillers, for example. So solar power or chainsaws, basically. Solar power is like really toxic, yeah. the stuff you use for it. Well, and it's so what I know about the left is they lied unreliable. to us about saving the, the trees in the paper. Well, they that's wanted right. the paper, they wanted to save the paper, so they so they forced upon us the plastic, and now the plastic's sitting on the bottom of the ocean and and well, that's what straws. Yeah. So but the other and point and the windmills are leaking oil and and, and and killing birds. And killing all their endangered birds. You right. stole that line from a couple weeks ago. Yep. And then voter, the other point, well, for example, voter suppression and opposition to voter ID, oh, that's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, yeah, how can you be against voter ID? I mean, yeah, everywhere. Oh, going to suppress the poor vote oh. and the black vote. And, no, no. Hello! Those guys buy cigarettes, too, and you need an ID. You need an ID to collect your food stamps. You need an ID to collect your food there stamps. There you go. <laughs> Come on, man. What uh, a rig. But that's the worst, lying and One of the worst that, that is uh, all this lying about... The Cuban health care system is so great. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> People are dying of vitamin D deficiency at, <laughs> on an island. Well, the, the Cuban uh, Cuban doctors who were sent overseas, they've sued 
because they were on some uh, United Nations supported program and whatever was paid to them or on their behalf 90% went to the Cuban government. Unbelievable. It's like slavery. It's, it reminds me of when we right, Surfed w- them. when we give money to the Palestinians and it oh, goes yeah. it goes yep. for tunnels to move weapons under Gaza. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't believe anything progressives say cuz they that's what their their whole business is about. Well, my very caustic and abrasive rhetoric on Facebook is now bearing fruit. Oh, okay, because why? Because all these people who uh, listen to me, they're like voyeurs, you know what I mean? They don't make comments. I have no idea what... Have you had them. anybody say, I've come to my senses, I'm now a conservative? There's a gentleman I don't know well because I met him on Facebook. Okay. He's from Texas. Well, that's and, a good start. And his parents are from here. Uh, he's one of those guys who went to college in Texas and never returned to South Florida. Okay. I like to remember his name. He's an he's an attorney. Okay. And he had an he had an a, an epiphany, and he realized that they were lying and stealing, and it was time to just abandon them. We need to have party. him call in. We yeah. have to have a like Clifton Ross, a journalist in Berkeley, who yeah, was but he's kind not of, around the corner yet. Nah, he doesn't see he's the coming sunset. around. He's coming around. He only sees the sunrise. He doesn't see the sunset. Um, we'll see. Uh, there's hope for him though. Uh, I wish them all well. As I said, as I said in a Facebook post the other day, you know, I was standing there like Uncle Sam needs you, with pointing at the camera, mm-hmm. and I'm saying, "Go find a Democrat and badger them today." And I wish you well, because yeah, it's I know I have progressive today. Yeah, it's time for them to realize, my God, guys, you got everything you wanted since 1911, and every single one of these things you wanted that passed mm-hmm. wholeheartedly has failed and created deficits. I'm sorry. Nobody wants to be equal. I didn't own a slave. My gun never killed anybody. Okay? And and wind power and solar power and green power will never drive industry. They're impractical. Especially okay? when you consider and, all the natural gas we have. And the natural gas we have that, that can't be ignored. And the and the nation's not going to run out of oil ever. Okay? Right. Because we don't know how many dinosaurs there were down there to begin with. So I imagine there's a lot of organic stuff down there. In large, large, large quantities. And besides, half of petroleum. Time out. Okay. And also, what's most deafening about the stupidity and bipolarity of your politics is that only Democrats abort themselves to use the fetal tissue mm-hmm. to clone themselves. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. That's the line of the day. So, it's now 6.30. There isn't another call. So, you know what? I think on that note, since I nailed it there, think about it, guys. Democrats are are the people who abort themselves to then clone themselves with the fetal tissue. I mean, does that resonate with you? I hope it hasn't called caused a car accident, but let's dance, okay? Let's just dance. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.